All right, this is your Tuesday daily delivery, a day later than usual of Patrick Royce. I'm Michael Rand. Had the long weekend in our house, Patrick. Um, this means back to school today. Some yes. other districts have started you know, a week or so earlier, but here in Minneapolis, we start right after Labor Day. It's an exciting day. Going to clear out some of the noise in in the house a little bit later, but uh, <laughs> but, but right now it, it was a great summer. Had lots of fun. All that had a fun weekend too. Um, but Patrick, hope you had a good one as well. Yeah, it was. Uh, I went to. Uh, I ran down to uh, Faribault yesterday, and I didn't write anything on it, but I watched the. Uh, I watched the Buckman Billy Goats play the Niswa Lightning for the Class C title. Uh, two teams from the same league, the Victory League, which is a twenty-team league up by Brainerd and Little Falls in that area, and. Uh, and uh, they they got the system there where they play the C teams play four games uh, on the last weekend Friday Saturday Sunday or, or some will play Friday but mostly it's Saturday Sunday and Monday the teams have been, and they're out of pitching so they end they tendency to have a tendency is to have a lot of hitting so Niswa won twelve three. But uh, Terry Reavers, uh, Chris uh, Reavers, uh, was one of the big shots running the tournament down there. Uh, the guy I worked with at uh, Hubbard. And uh, they uh, also gave out a beer trophy to the teams uh, that, that bought the, the Terry Reavers ran the beer cave down there. And uh, the, when you bought a beer, you said which team you were rooting for. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the. Uh, Buckman did win the beer trophy for the most beer consumed by their fans. <laughs> so uh, they had that as a consolation prize. Now the Watertown Red Devils were there Sunday. They had uh, two games uh, and they had 737 beers consumed. So they set the record for the uh, tournament. <laughs> Only four bucks down there for a beer, baby. is a target field. So uh, anyway, yeah, I was down there and that's about all the, uh, all the all the sports I was in, involved in over the weekend. So I, I did go up to St. John's on Saturday. Yeah. It's a hell of a football game. St. John's uh, beat mighty Whitewater. 12,000 people up there to watch a Division three football game on uh, Labor Day weekend. School started at St. Ben's and St. John's a week ago. So they did have the students there. and uh, But uh, it, was, it was the perfect. Perfect day for college football. Oh, yeah. uh, Saturday it was fantastic. So that was my that was my sportsy weekend. Was uh, uh, and uh, and watching pretty much as little of the twins as I possibly could. So that was another thing. Well, that's good. Our, our mutual friend Tom Lemon was the honorary captain yes, at the St. John's game. That was cool for him. And uh, so I'm glad you could make it up to that, and glad you could avoid the twins because there wasn't much. Uh, wasn't much. To, it was it was a weird weekend, right? Because they were, you know, they went into the, they went into like Thursday last week, like a game and a half behind Cleveland. So then the Twins were off, I think, <laughs> Thursday. Cleveland loses, and the Twins lose Friday and Saturday. Um, but so does Cleveland. Twins managed to win Sunday. Cleveland loses again. So so the Twins like played, you know, quite poorly. They almost got no hit on Saturday. <laughs> Yes. Um, came within an out of getting no yeah. hit by Dylan Cease and still managed to find themselves in the tie for the division lead at the end of Sunday. Now that evaporated Monday when they lost 
predictably to the Yankees um, and Cleveland managed to break their own streak. I think they won an extra innings over uh, the Royals, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it's, it, no one is, no one is running. <laughs> no one is going anywhere in this division. They're all just stuck in the mud, but I guess the, the upshot of the weekend was Chicago now finds itself back in yes. the mix. They're yes. only a, a game out and certainly uh. have the best team of the three, don't they? Yes, they do, but boy, they played some bad baseball all during the year. And, uh, you know, the Twins uh, messing up that game Friday night. What a mess that game was. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, they just did some idiotic things. Uh, 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 The one that drove me nuts was you got this, uh, the catcher, uh, slowest guy in the history of man, the left-handed hitting. Sandy Leone? No, the other guy for the White Sox. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Paying all the money. What's that? I don't know. This guy's the slowest guy in the world. You got a one-man left side of the infield, and they're playing him up like this guy's going to bunt. He could bunt, and he could run in from left field and throw him out. And so they got him playing up as, as and in normal third base position. He's the only guy on the left side of the infield. And that's when they hit that little pop-up that he couldn't catch. He should have been playing shortstop. And if, if you're going to have the one side of the infield and they, they just, and then Sanchez boxed the ball and they gave that game away. That guy cannot catch. You know? no. I mean, they're stuck catching him, but uh Losing Jeffers hurt hurt this team a lot. Even if he was hitting one ninety, I mean he was a he was a real catcher. He's not a great catcher, but he's a real catcher. Sanchez is a butcher, and Sandy Leone is automatic out. So uh, it's uh, it's uh, you know that was just a terrible loss. And I don't know. They just they're when they the odds of them winning one game in New York are about 20%. So they're going to come all tight. They're going to, there's a very much likelihood. They're going to be an even 500 when they get home on Friday. And old, as you pointed out, when we were talking only in this division, could we even be talking about this team uh, being well, anywhere of contention? I mean, it's uh, in the wild card there. They got to be five, six games out in the wild yes. card. I mean, Maybe even a little bit more because all those, all those other teams have like seventy-five wins at least because Seattle's been hot and the Rays and Jays have pulled away a little Baltimore, bit. Baltimore, which is uh, fourth in the uh, in the East, would be running away with the Central. So uh, yeah, they would be leading the Central, yeah. MGM Wine and Spirits is the choice for savings, service, and a great selection of spirits, premixed cocktails, wines, and of course, ice cold beers and hard seltzers. With over 30 locations throughout the Twin Cities and beyond, there's an MGM near you. Head to MGMWineAndSpirits.com to find a convenient location in your area. Get social. Follow MGM on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest news and trends. Make great moments with MGM Wine and Spirits, your locally owned and operated choice for over 50 years. Save time, save money. Shop MGM. This lineup, I mean, they, you know, they, they, they got their 6th, 7th, and 8th best outfielders playing. I mean, Kepler's terrible can't you know he can't sustain being anything but an automatic out more than two games in a row and the other two guys are not you know should be not playing for you Celestino is a you know not as ready as a as a hitter you got to play him in center field and then Jake Cave and Kyle Garlick and guys like that they you know they're missing their whole outfield if, if they 
if it's a season had gone as planned, I think Larnick, Kirilov, and Buxton would have been your outfield. Uh, Larnick and for Kirilov for sure. That guy can hit, and he's done for the year and maybe life. And uh, I don't know. And then when Plaka's out of lineup, yeah, real trouble, man. I mean, it, they their lineup is too deep. Arise and Correa. That's it. <laughs> maybe Miranda. Well, yeah. 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 Well, Miranda. Yeah. Miranda's okay. He's he's a you know he's. He's a little cool compared to what he was, but yeah, he's still dangerous. He, but, uh, he leads them in RBIs. You know, yeah. do you see that? Yeah, oh yeah. He's uh, when did he come up? Like middle of May, or I mean, when did he start yeah, playing regularly? And, and, and at least? then he didn't hit for a month. Right. When he first game up, he was terrible, and then he finally got a more aggressive and and uh, yeah, he does. He's he he has been very good in the clutch and. Uh, and Correa had been terrible in the clutch uh, until about a week ago. I, I mean, him coming a little bit to life is the one thing that gave him a little bit of a, you know, a safety net to jump into. But uh, yeah, there's there's not good enough. And now Malley's shut down. Louis yeah. Barlin, North St. Paul rookie, uh, kid from North St. Paul, uh, uh, is going to start on Wednesday in New York. Uh, He's the guy they're calling up from St. Paul. So uh, that'll, that'll be interesting. I mean, the kid's got a live arm. He's uh, He's been really good a couple of times in St. Paul and not so good uh, a couple other times or one other time. But uh, he was their minor league pitcher of the year last year and uh, comes from quite the pitching family in uh, in uh, North St. Paul. His brother's uh, signed, but his two sisters were softball phenoms. One really? of them was our Metro... I think Susie was our Metro pitcher, Metro player of the year in softball. And, uh, and, uh, you know, so they, uh, you know, they were, they were identified previously as, as the Barlin sisters, uh, the brothers of the Barlin sisters back when they were kids. Sure. So, uh, uh, that'll be, uh, that'll be fun to see. Hopefully you'll get through a few innings and, uh, and, uh, give them a little something, but, uh, I guess they just didn't want to throw Aaron Sanchez out there against the Yankees. They might as well give this kid a try and see if he can get him the finish line because we're not going to see that Mally again this year. So no, well, and you got to worry too. I mean, does Sonny Gray going to make his next start? We'll we'll see about that. But pushed it back to Thursday. That yeah. that didn't look like much of a pull to me, but I I don't know. Who knows? It's uh, if it can go wrong with this uh, rotation, it will. That's for sure. Well. And like you mentioned, like I'd mentioned to you at the beginning, I didn't give you the specifics, but um, you know, still in, still in this race, you know, just basically by, you know, they're over five hundred. Fine, they're they're probably got, you know, the fifteenth or sixteenth best record in the majors. But any other division in uh-huh. baseball, Patrick, they would be they would be trailing by double digits. Here's the rundown. Yeah. AL East, they'd be trailing by 12 games to the Yankees. AL West, 18 games behind the Astros. <laughs> NL East, 16 games behind the Mets. NL Central, 10 games behind the Cardinals. NL West, 24 games behind the Dodgers. I mean, it's it's a again, you can only it's the it's the division they're in that you can't you know you take what you've got you 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 can't play a different schedule than the one you have, but you know it. it Maybe it's maybe that helps kind of explain why while people are intrigued a little bit by this kind of playoff race, playoff push, it's it's still like people still are not 
fully in a lot of people still aren't fully invested. No. The casuals are not fully invested in this team right now. No, they haven't drawn real well. And uh, they've had, you know, they hadn't been terrible, but it hasn't been good. And it's, uh, let's, hey, Mike, what do you, what if this was next year and those teams were all playing each other 13 times this right. night? What would their, the leader, the leader in this division be eight games that are five? Yeah. You know, if they weren't playing, if you hadn't had a chance to play Kansas City and Detroit uh, 19 times before the year is over, what would your record be? So I've never seen baseball uh, as far as the good teams, the the discrepancy between good teams and and mediocre teams and and terrible teams is, is, uh, I know they, you know, people who have salary cap, they complain, but you still got the case of Tampa Bay spending $60 million and they would have, if the ump would have given them a chance on strike three the other night, they could have swept the Yankees and they're still hanging in there. But uh, it's, it's the, the, you know, when the twins go play the Astros, you had, you know, they have zero chance to win when they go play the Yankees, the Yankees have been playing terrible. They haven't been hitting and they're still going to probably sweep them in all likelihood. I mean, tonight you got what Garrett Cole uh, pitching against uh, who, who's the Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan. Joe, yeah, Joe Ryan's been okay. Okay. He's been okay. He's won some games, but he's, he's acceptable. But right now he's, uh, he's your ace right now with the uh, Mally out. And uh, I, you know, I had hope for him, but uh, you know, they got Paddock. He lasted five games. They got Malley later on in the season, made a pretty Cincinnati. They really overpaid for him, a lot of people think. And uh, they gave that Spencer Steer and some other guys in Cincinnati. And then uh, he lasted, what, four? No, he didn't last four. He got shut down, and then he came back for one and lasted two innings. So right. they've, uh, they've managed to trade for damaged goods uh, twice to make their big pitchers move. So... Anyway, the only consistent guy they've had is Emilio Pagan, really. It's, he's pretty good because you know he's going to give up a home run. That's uh, pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, Probus was going on it again last yesterday. I think the bullpen's now given up 72 or 73 home runs, second most in uh, major wow. league, uh, second most in major leagues. So the long ball bullpen, the bullpen's in much better shape than it was. But, they, I mean, it just – it's really irrelevant whether they make the postseason or not because they aren't going to do anything. And the only thing is there's a dang good chance that the losing streak in the playoffs will be 20 because, uh, you know, it, we'll have to be reminded of that. The uh, odds of them winning a game in the playoffs are virtually nil. Well, if they, now, if they got to the playoffs, though, they'd have all three of those games at home and it would be against like, Toronto, Tampa Bay, or Seattle. I feel like they could take one or two in that. Yeah. There's uh, no chance. There's no chance they're going anywhere beyond that series. But the way the playoffs are structured, they at least would have a chance in the first round. I think. But yeah, this this team's not going anywhere anywhere beyond that. They're just they just they 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 were not that great to begin with. And then you just look at the list of the injuries. I think they one of the games this weekend they. One of the games this weekend, they put up the the list of all the players that are out, and it's just, I mean, it's just absurd how many of their top guys they're they're missing at this point. I mean, do you think we see Buxton for the? I mean, when are we going to see Buxton again? Do you think we'll see know. him this year? But here's here's this. They do some of the stupidest things of all time. 
you're, you're last in the league in stolen bases for the, what, the fourth straight year? And all of a sudden you need Billy Hamilton? What right. is that about? The guy hasn't had a hit in five years. He's terrible. He's a slap hitter. He couldn't play for, uh, he couldn't have played in that game I saw yesterday in Fair, in, uh, fair Bowl. Uh, he'd be the 12th best hitter on the field in Fair Bowl. What is he there for? What did they sign this clown for? I, you know, and then the first time they said they run it, they can't wait to rush him in to have him try to steal third. And they throw him out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a ridiculous. What is he doing here? It's, he's not going to play. He's a, all of a sudden, we're going to get Rocco a pinch runner when they try to steal one base a month. It's stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid. It's, it's just, I mean, oh, it's, I, I have no idea whose idea this was. He hasn't played yet. So, and he's hit what every place he's been the last three years, he's hit 200. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. They, 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 they get some brainstorms, man. I can't, I can't imagine that the, uh, even though he's not going to say anything and he's pretty, uh, you know, behind the scenes, Jim Bullet can't be happy with uh, what, what he sees going on here right now. No, that they're, they're spending money to trade for pitchers that can't make more than two starts. And, uh, you know, their medicals are terrible. They can't keep anybody on the field. That's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's an organization that definitely needs a review after this season. Well, yeah. I mean, and the, like I said, the only thing that's really keeping this from being more of a, Disaster is the wrong word again because they're in a pennant race. But the only thing that's keeping this from being more glaring, all these problems being more glaring, is that they are still competing in because of their division by and large. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, they've got the Yankees for three more now, and then then they kind of start that gamut where they've got eight or nine against Cleveland, right? Yes, and Cleveland's no good. I mean, they got decent pitching, but then uh, Plesak's kid punched a wall right no he, he punched dirt. the he punched the dirt he punched, punched the a, dirt yeah well whatever i know he punched something he yeah broke he, a he finger. gave up a and home then, run the other day and he uh he was so mad he punched the ground afterwards and that's where they think he broke his hand what a dummy and then savali uh is, he's got a bad shoulder so they're missing two of their five starters so which they still have a better rotation than the twins but uh but missing two starters at this time of year is not good. And I watched them uh, a couple nights ago and that Stefan who was throwing great earlier this year, one of the yeah. early, they warned him out. He couldn't, he couldn't, you know, he was down about five miles an hour. It looked to me and they, they've, you know, they've, you've, you know, the guy I worry about every time he pitches Duran. Yeah. What if something would happen to him? I mean, that's, he's a, He's the pitcher of the year for that team for sure. Easily. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he is unhittable. And, uh, but you, know, you look at his, the number of innings he's pitched in his career before this year, oof, to, you know, you're getting out there at the end of the envelope right now. You yeah. don't have any hope, but, uh, I mean, you don't have any option, but, uh, you know, uh, oof. You just, you know, guy throwing that many hundred mile an hour pitches, you got to worry about that shoulder. So, hundred mile an hour off speed pitches. That's unbelievable. That splitty thing he throws is is maybe the most unhittable pitch of all time. So, 
I, Patrick, I don't know. If they, oh. I don't even know if they've made full advantage of him. Do have you? I mean, no, I don't think so. I mean, he doesn't have a save. I mean, that's that's no. one. You know, I mean, obviously, top relievers are deployed in different ways now than they used to be. Yes. But um, wouldn't kill, wouldn't wouldn't bother me one bit to see him pitch a ninth inning sometime. That's for sure. No, 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 wouldn't either. No, because Lopez, I, I got to admit, I was all in on Lopez. And uh, I don't know, maybe he's hitting the wall too, but his stuff is, he certainly hasn't gone after the hitters like he did uh, with, when he was with Baltimore. He's been screwing around a lot. It looks to me like they got him throwing a lot more breaking balls. I don't know. but uh, Twins way, breaking balls, baby. It's a slider, yeah. it's a slider country. Yes, it is. You know, Pat- we should say something nice about Dylan Bundy. Sure. Dylan Bundy's out there. Yeah. Balling his rear end off. Looks like his head's going to explode. He's getting he's so red in the face when he's pitching, but he's been really good considering they have no confidence in him whatsoever. I, you know, every time he goes out to pitch, they tell him, we don't really think you're going to get him out and we're going to pull you after five, no matter what. Uh, I, the other day, once again, what, 67 pitches, 68 pitches, something like that. Five but innings, been, two hits, no runs. Yeah. He's been really good. And uh, like what for six weeks, probably Yeah, he's been really good. And uh, he had that bad stretch. Uh, he was really good. And then he had a bad stretch, but he's been, you know, he has been an asset. Uh, yes. so people don't, because they remember those three, four clunkers he had, but he's, he's been good. And uh, they, they don't let him be as good as he probably could be. I counted him up the other day because I was curious because I thought we would probably talk about, it. I think I counted 10 starts for Dylan Bundy this year of, it was either five or five and a third innings and two or fewer earned runs. So, <laughs> it, and again, like, you know, it does seem as much as we, gripe about the quick hooks it does seem like whenever they do let some of these guys go a little bit longer it did there are a lot of occasions where it has backfired or they've given up runs but what, what doesn't make sense to me is if you know dylan bundy is a you you've got a plan for bundy as a five inning guy and you know your plan for chris archer is sometimes less than five innings why are those guys always back to back in the rotation i, I know yes. you know yeah, right. i know you got a bottom of the rotation but after five games the top and bottom of your rotation doesn't even matter that much does it i mean it's it's yeah why, why do you why do you put so much stress on your bullpen by having two guys who are automatic hooks after five innings or less back to back yeah i i don't know there's a lot of stuff they do that i don't uh, get it but uh, go get them louis varland that'll be fun to watch so when's the uh Wednesday, uh, North St. Paul. I don't know if we've had a big league pitcher from North, North St. Paul since a kid named Don Arlick, which had to be in the 60s, I believe. And uh, he was a first rounder for uh, maybe Houston. It was originally. Okay. He was he was a legend around here of high school pitching, Don Arlick. And uh, I think Barlin might be the first guy from there since. So Wow. And a graduate, proud graduate of Concordia, the uh, St. Paul Concordia. So okay, uh, I'm, that yeah. I'm looking forward to that. That's something to uh, something mm-hmm. to watch on Wednesday. That definitely shows, you know, he's he's earned it. He's he's been very good, but it also shows where their pitching depth is at with all the injuries they've had. Yeah, yeah he's, um, I think he's only 22, so uh, you know, maybe 23. But uh, yeah, he's you did not anticipate this as a year where he'd pitch in the big leagues. No. But, 
in Yankee Stadium. No. But I'd rather run him out there in Yankee Stadium to die hot Wednesday than uh, Randy Dominic in game two of a playoff series. <laughs> I still never gotten over that one. So. Yeah, and, and you know what? I was I was on team uh, team Dobnik for game two, and then who was it? Uh, Oda Rizzi pushing back to game three because that's that gives you a better chance to win the series. And I don't know if I might like to go back and rethink that one. Yeah. Well, my theory was, uh, you know, Randy, Randy, instead of throwing a sinker over the middle of the plate uh, and get away with it, was not, you know, was going to have to start finessing him. And uh, anyway, he's back pitching. No, the finger is okay. He's uh, he's back uh, pitching once in a while. So we might not have seen the end of Rodney. I mean, Randy, since we locked him up for four or five years there. Right. Five. So anyway. Yeah, That's, it's uh, it's been a disappointing season. Once they signed Correa, I think we became more optimistic. Yes. But it's, they're just they've just been too banged up and had yeah. too many goofy, goofy players coming and going that, uh, to uh, to to uh, be taken real seriously. Patrick, we're five days from Vikings Packers. Let's talk a little Vikings before we get out of here. Um, I don't know. I, I I still think this is probably a seven or eight win team, but like we've talked about plenty, we don't really know. But what's been interesting in this kind of time between the final preseason game and now is how much of it, like counting the Nick Mullins move, like Clay Dopo must have made like four trades in like a 10 day span. They must they must hate the bottom of their roster. They must hate their depth and probably for good reason because they didn't have a lot of it left. And, you know, probably most of those guys shouldn't matter at the end. But I don't know. The depth is still the thing that worries me the most. Maybe not in week one, but by week nine or 10. Yeah. And uh, you're going to lose, you know, I always say you're going to lose two starters to injuries, right? If you, and then it becomes, is that it? Are you going to lose one or two? Or are you going to lose six? You know, if you, and, you know, if, if all of a sudden, if you start getting bagged up here, there and everywhere, then, uh, then you're going to have a lousy year. I do like their first team. I think their first team is uh, pretty good. And the offensive line's better than it's been, especially if this Ingram can play right guard. I mean, everybody's worried about Bradbury, but, uh, uh, you know, he's, you know, having one, one weak spot on an offensive line for the Vikings would be an improvement by at least two. Right? Yeah, they used to have so, one uh, good spot. I mean, yeah, <laughs> so, been years uh, that, would, that would be an improvement to say the least. I, I, so that's, you know, that's not bad. Herb Smith, uh, they're really thin at tight end. He's got to play and, uh, and, uh, you know, got to play and stay healthy. And he hasn't been able to do that, but he gives him a weapon. I don't think we have any idea what this new offense looks like. Anyway. No cousins didn't play. They didn't do anything in the, in the non in the exhibition games. And, uh, uh, I mean, we, I, I think, I think because of the way teams play now getting prepared for the season, they, yeah. they try to, they try to give you less information about their teams than they ever have. <laughs> you know, yeah. they want you to, they want you to just believe in them that what they're doing, but they don't really sh- show you anything about what kind of a team they had. And, uh, 
and it's uh, you know that's I guess that's mystery is one of the things that makes the NFL so popular I guess but uh, I have uh, you know I think over in Green Bay they must be wondering what they have too right they're they think they got a terrific defense uh, we'll find out I guess but uh, you know who the I I saw that uh, the the receivers. You know, Rogers, a couple of Rogers receivers, the Watson kid from North Dakota State, and then uh, the other, they got another guy who might not play. So, yeah. uh, you know, they they don't have any receivers. I think I like the Vikings offensively. Uh, first team, pretty damn good if if they're you know if they're healthy and what we what they think they are, and then uh, you know the defense. Who knows? New three four. Uh, right. One thing about this three-four is you end up basically having to play two interior guys instead of three, or I mean three instead of two, right? And, and they're all they've they've been short in there for a long time. So, I mean, what do you do with Hunter and Smith? Is that the fact that they're playing linebacker now that more than defensive end now? Is that going to make them better or worse? Or I don't know. I, I don't know. Who knows? I don't think and Hunter's. Then, I don't know, think Hunter's covered a lot of tight ends over the middle in his career. No, so no, and he shouldn't. Uh, but uh, I think also the big deal about the three four. Well, that's the basic how you start. You could go right. into a nickel if it, if it's second and eight. You switch the whole defense anyway, right? So right. It's um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the both the both the new uh, defensive backs. Uh, sign and uh, Booth uh, got banged up, so we don't know if they're ready right. to play or not. So we just don't know much about the team. And uh, I, I will think that uh, that it's 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 a great curiosity. And by Sunday, it'll be the Packers and the Vikings. But uh, right now, I don't because of Labor Day and summer and the whole thing. And I, I don't I haven't I haven't sensed the usual craziness for it. And I think. I think taking that extra week off at the end of exhibition games, instead of cutting your team right away and then boom, here we go, let's go right. get that extra week off. You kind of lose, you got lose a little bit of track of them, but then football is football has never been more popular in this country and never been more dominant of the sports scene than it is right now. So, so I'm sure by Sunday we'll be crazy for it. I would think so. And with the depth, I just keep thinking like, Outside of like outside of running back, I can't think of one position where I would say, okay, someone got hurt, but it's not the end of the world. You got you got somebody behind them that you would feel the drop off wasn't dramatic. You know, even a running back, like Dalvin Cook's certainly better than the guys they've got, but they've they've got you know Madison to show that he's he's pretty good, and some of these other young guys like Chandler played pretty well in the preseason. Some of these other guys, but. Um, the quarterback, obviously that's, you know, most teams would say, unless you kind of got like this, like a quarterback competition where the guys are even, if you get a clear cut starter, the drop off is going to be huge offensive line though. You lose either, either of those tackles and the next guy yeah. up sounds like it's Blake Brandle, maybe. Um, I never heard of him. Right. I mean, I haven't looked at their roster. I've never heard of Blake Brandle and I don't know where he came from. So <laughs> tight, yeah. tight end. They're, they're extremely thin. Even if Irv Smith can stay on the field receiver. I mean, they're okay, but you lose Jefferson or Thielen, and that's a pretty dramatic drop off. Um, you go to defense. I mean, it's just like, like I've, like we've talked about and like I've written plenty of times, like 
their best 10 or 15 players are about as good as any other team's best 10 or 15 players. But after that, that's the thing that they've got to rebuild over these years because you just can't go into every year thinking, yeah, we like our, we like the first team. But beyond that, it's going to be pretty shaky because like you said, like there's going to be injuries every single year. This is an extremely violent, difficult sport. You, you know, hoping to stay healthy is not a plan. So that's, that's what they got to fix long-term beyond what they're doing right now. I got one other point I want to make about football. Okay. Uh, we, we got the big shakeup taken to place in college football. We've never seen, I can't believe, I can't uh, remember anything in American sports that is uh, making such a dramatic change as this is, you know, I mean, it's fast is, too. Yeah. Phenomenal in this term. And if the one thing we get out about out of this is no more home games with Western Illinois in New Mexico state, then I'm all in favor of it. What are we doing? Why are we charging people to come and see the worst team in the Missouri Valley, uh, you know, basically division two FCS. You're the second level college football. You're paying for, because you're so damn cheap. You don't want to pay a, a full, uh, you know, amount of money to like, but one of these teams to come here and you go get, you probably getting them in there for 300,000 or something instead of the 600,000 they're playing, paying other FBS teams. What did your plan? Western Illinois, which North Dakota state will be favored by 35 points against. Why are you doing this? It's so stupid. And they, they want you people to go over there and pay money to watch this crap. What is the reason for it? There's no reason to be playing Western Illinois. And, uh, you know, it's New Mexico State was bad enough. At least they're a FBS team, for God's sake. Right. You're, you're, you're going to the bottom of the M Missouri Valley Conference to find your non-conference opponent. It's, it's ridiculous. If you're going to do that, play North Dakota State. Come on, let's go. I agree. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's ridiculous that they're charging money to people to play these games. But we'll have, you know, you know, I said this a couple of weeks ago, the teams, college teams, the rest of them, they no longer care about their customers. And they, the customers, exhibition football and NFL. Yes. Uh, uh, baseball go to the ball game Sunday afternoon, no Korea, Buxton, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares about their customers anymore. The hell with you is basically what they're saying. Maybe soccer. They still pretty much, although Heath gave a game away out in Salt Lake a couple of weeks ago, just for the, just for the giggles, he gave the game away, but uh, they don't care about you people. They don't care about you. They, uh, you know, you go to the game, show up, but, you know, NBA, who's going to play tonight? Okay, well, yes, LeBron was supposed to be here tonight, but he decided that we decided to give him two games off. Give him a so, rest, yeah. Uh, so those tickets you just paid $180 for, you're not going to get to see them. It's the, uh, the, these, the way they treat their customers now, as far as uh, giving you their A attraction is ridiculous. Yeah. Loons, by the way, a uh, couple of three nothing losses in their last two, yeah. including that aforementioned match in Salt Lake where they didn't travel a lot of their best guys, including um, Reynoso. So that's a 
that's gone sideways a little bit. We'll see if they can turn that around. But good point about, you're right. The, I like the larger point about it is all about the maintenance of the team. It's all about the team, less about the fans now because the investments are so big. And, you know, so much less emphasis play, placed on the revenue generated by your attendance now. I mean, some sports still need it. Hockey still needs it. Soccer still needs it. But something that's like basketball, football, all they want is the TV money. And, and yeah. that, that's that's the thing that's, that's driving those sports right now. I mean, baseball to a large degree, too. Yeah, baseball is, uh, you know, that's, uh, I mean, yeah, it, 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 it's a very good word. Roster maintenance. Roster, it's more important to, uh, you know, to make sure everybody gets off their feet than to try to, well, uh, Twins have done that that maintenance has really worked well for the twins. <laughs> we only got about twenty-two guys on the injured list, right? So yeah, that, that's really worked. That maintenance has really worked for that club. So, Bucks. The plus they lie to us, you know. Bucks. Well, I don't know. This would, when we sign the worthless Billy Hamilton, it doesn't mean that we have. We it doesn't mean anything about about Buxton. Well, yes, it does. Seems like it maybe don't does. Think he's gonna play. No. You're lying. You're Seems lying. Like maybe. Stop lying. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, well, they're not going to stop lying. So what's wrong? It's America. We lie. That's the way it works. So. You and I, though, will bring nothing but truth next That's Monday right. when we uh, we talk about, I'm sure, it's a big weekend next weekend. My, my goodness. I mean, we've got uh, would be Twins Cleveland next weekend, right? We got Vikings yeah. Packers. Lindsay Whalen going into the Hall of Fame on Saturday, I'll have her on the show a little bit. And later Louis this Hudson, week. let's not forget Louis Hudson. Yes, he's going in too. So it's big times, big times here, and uh, we will be back next Monday to talk about it all. Patrick, have a great week. We'll see you again in a week. All right, Michael.